Welcome to the Raising Righteous Muslim Through Arabic podcast. This is Hannah, your host and founder of Arabic Nest. Get ready for your little dose of inspiration, motivation, and insights into helping you make Arabic part of your life and your child's life. To me, embarking on this Arabic journey isn't just about the technicality of language learning. It is about connecting our children and ourselves to the language of the Quran, the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's about preparing and empowering ourselves on all aspects of our life so we can be at our best to carry out this wonderful mission. So dear Muslim parents, if you're feeling overwhelmed and confused about teaching your children Arabic, following their development, worry no more. Arabic Nest is here to support you even if you're a non-Arabic speaker. Join us on this transformative journey as we raise righteous Muslims through the beauty of the Arabic language. You can find out more about us in our latest news at arabicnest.com or stay in touch by following us on Instagram at Arabic underscore nest. Assalamu alaikum, dear listeners. I know that with current events, you might be feeling a lot of things right now. Maybe you're feeling sadness, huzn, maybe anger, ghadab, maybe even disgust, ishmi'azah, and you might be finding it hard to navigate all this. I pray that this episode will provide some relief and help you get back on track And so as the title of this episode mentions, the idea is for us to draw strength from the Quran in difficult times like these ones. But before we can actually do so, I think we need to be aware of two things. First, that we have filters in life. And second, that those filters might not work to our advantage. Let me explain this further. I think it's important to realize that everything that happens to us, everything we experience, we experience it through our filter or belief system. What do I mean by belief system? Of course, when you hear belief, you think Islam, right? But it's not only that. A belief system is everything that you believe to be true. It's all your perspectives on life, on events, on people. It's your inner dialogue. Whatever you tell yourself every time something happens. Sometimes you're very conscious of your belief system, sometimes you aren't. And sometimes this belief system is incorrect or incomplete and can lead you to struggle more when experiencing life events. And while ideally this belief system should be based on our deen, sometimes our education, our past, our wounds, our traumas might have distorted this belief system. But then how can we make sure that our belief system is correct? Well, we need to go back to its source. And for us as Muslims, this is the Qur'an and the Hadith. Now, we all know that, but I want to make a little metaphor to kind of strengthen this idea. Imagine you get a new washing machine, and of course, you know how a washing machine works. You open it, put in the laundry, put in some detergent, and press start. Easy peasy. Now, let's imagine that your washing machine doesn't work. What do you do? Try to press all the buttons, hoping it will work, check if the electricity is working, if it's plugged correctly, or maybe you call a friend to explain to you how to use it. Maybe even you try to call the customer service only to get an automatic answering machine. But all this time, you have the instructions in front of you. Yes, you have the manual for the washing machine and you just have to read it. Let's be real, how many of us actually read the manual of any appliances we, we buy? Very few, I believe. Maybe you're an exception to this. And so instead of panicking, trying to find solutions ourselves with our limited knowledge, we could rely on instructions provided by the person, the company who designed the washing machine. 
My point here, if you didn't get it, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our creator and he is the best one to know how we function and what we need to function properly. And thus he didn't create us without any manual, leaving us trying to figure it out. For a lot of us, this is what we do. We go through life trying to figure it out on our own. But are we using our manual? Are we referring to it when something isn't working properly? And so if you want to make the most of this life on earth, take advantage of this temporary dunya for the benefit of our eternal akhirah, we need to make sure that our belief system aligns with our manual. The concept is simple, but the application might be a bit more complex. And so here are a few things to take into account before we discover some of the basics of this belief system and explore some more specific aspects regarding current events. The Quran, our manual, isn't a short, simple guide. It is a complex, comprehensive, and detailed guide because we are complex creatures. The way our body, jasad, our mind, al-aql, our heart, al-qal, our soul, and nafs, or everything works isn't straightforward. And so reading it once isn't going to help us unlock the knowledge we need to understand not only ourselves and how we behave, but also how other people act and react. Also, even though we might grasp some understanding or accept some of it as our belief system, this belief system is constantly under attack. And so if we are not careful and review the knowledge we gain, we might slowly, without even realizing it sometimes, distort whatever we assumed as correct belief. So gaining sufficient knowledge and making sure this knowledge stay intact requires us to read our manual, the Qur'an, constantly, every day, to make sure we can get and keep some of its wisdom to navigate this dunya. Of course, doing this means we need to take a progressive approach so our efforts don't become counterproductive. Start where we are to improve step by step, slowly but surely. Okay, now that we have this clear, let's dive into what should be at the core of our belief system. I'll be using verses from the Quran, and like I mentioned, these are things we have to remind ourselves every day, if not every hour, every minute. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن لله وإن إليه راجعون. So this is in Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 156. And of course, we all know this, right? Most often, when someone dies, this is what we say. It literally means we belong to Allah and to Him we will return. And this is a core belief. But let's explore the verses, Ayah, around this verse. وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوعِ وَنَقْصٍ مِّنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ We will certainly test you with some fear and hunger and some loss of possessions and lives and crops. But give good news to the, stead- to the steadfast. الَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبَةٌ قَالُوا إِنَّ لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّ إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ Those who when calamity afflicts them, Say, to God we belong and to Him we will return. Upon these are blessings and mercy from their lords. These are the guided ones. So just from these three verses, we can extract a lot. Imagine there are more than 6,000 verses in total in the Quran, but just from these 
three verses without limited knowledge because I'm no shikha nor a student of knowledge or anything. I have very, very, very little knowledge. May Allah increase us in knowledge. But we can still benefit so much. So here's what I take from these verses. First, we'll be tested in this life in many different ways. Maybe with everything mentioned in the verse, maybe with only some. But this is a fact that we won't be in this dunya without being tested. And that same verse continues with Bashir al-Sabirin. Bashir means to announce, but to announce good news. To whom? To those who have sabr, patience. So this is a clear instruction to be patient when faced with musibatun, affliction, trials, difficulties, because we will have good news. We will have good news as a result. And to go even further, Allah tells us how we can show and display this sabr by saying, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. And this, this isn't just when someone dies, but whenever we are faced with any calamity and affliction, so we can remember and remind ourselves of the fact that it is Allah who created us and we belong to Him. We don't belong to our parents, to our spouses, to our children. To this dunya even, we belong to Allah and ultimately we will all return to him. It also means that this dunya and those tests are temporary because we won't stay here on earth forever, but we will return to our creator. Next, Allah is confirming what good news we will get. Those will get the salawat, the prayers from their law. So as mentioned by Dr. Muzam Siddiqui, president of the Fiqh Council of North America, the word salah literally means to come close and near. It is used in the Quran for prayers as well as for blessings. Through our salah or prayers, we try to come closer to Allah with submission and surrender. Allah also draws near to his prophets and the believers through his blessing. In the Quran, it is also mentioned that Allah sends salah on the prophet as well as on the believers in Surah Al-Ahzab. When Allah comes closer to his prophets, peace and blessings be upon them, and to other believers, it means that he comes closer to them with his blessings, love and favor. So I pray that you will now be saying this sentence, whenever you are experiencing difficulties, no matter big or small, to remind yourself of this. This is our reminder that Allah has to be at the center of everything, including our belief system. Now, also with everything going on, another thing that might be misinterpreted and causing you trouble is death. The way we understand and approach death as Muslim isn't as it is portrayed in social media, movies and the like. What is death? Death is simply the separation with this dunya. Nothing more. And the more we are attached to this dunya, the harder it becomes to accept this. I know for many, it is a real struggle. We sometimes feel so much love for people in our life, our spouse, our children, our friends, that thinking they could stop existing in this dunya feels extremely painful. Whether we admit it or not, most of the time it is because those people give us strength in one way or another by being present with us, by smiling at us, by hugging us. We find so much comfort in those interactions. But are we looking for the same comfort on a daily basis through a means that can never die, never disappear? Of course, I mean through Allah and through His words, 
through the Quran. This is something I often have to remind myself that the words in the Quran are the words from Allah, the most wise, the most loving, the most forgiving, the all-knowing. And not only do we get to have them for us personally, but we also get to recite them ourselves. We repeat famous quotes from scholars, from public figures, from historic men and women because we feel they are powerful, they can impact, they can inspire, right? But how much are we quoting Allah? How much are we relying on Allah's words in everyday life? In what we experience, we feel, we see. And this is something I've always admired in some people. Their ability to recite verses to fit the exact situation we are in or they are in. This is of course not a skill that they were born with. It's a skill they learn because they were exposed to the words of Allah. Not just listening to recitation or memorizing or memorizing surah, but truly understanding and applying those verses to their reality every day. I saw on Instagram this video that said, imagine if instead of being glued to our phones, we would be glued to our Quran. It's such an amazing thing to reflect on, subhanAllah. What if our major input, our major information conception was words from the Quran? Don't you think it would change things? Now, I'll be sharing some verses that a sister compiled on Instagram with statements that might resonate with you. There's, there is obviously much more we can find in the Quran. I can't stop crying. I can't sleep or eat without feeling guilty. وَلَا تَهِينُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا وَأَنْتُمْ الْأَعْلَوْنَ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ Do not falter or grief, for you have the upper end, if you are true believers. My heart is broken for all the children who die. وَلَا تَقُولُوا لِمَنْ يُقْتَلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتٌ بَلْ أَحْيَاءٌ وَلَكِنْ لَا تَشْعُرُونَ Never say that those martyrs in the cause of Allah are dead. In fact, they are alive, but you do not perceive it. I just want justice. وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ اللَّهَ خَافِلٌ عَمَّ يَعْمَلُ الظَّالِمُونَ إِنَّمَا يُؤَخِّرُهُ لِيَوْمُ تَشْخَصُ فِيهِ الْأَبْصَارُ Do not think, O Prophet, that Allah is unaware of what the wrongdoers do. He only delays them until day when their eyes will stare in horror. I feel helpless. I don't know what to do. And put your trust in Allah, for Allah is sufficient as a trustee of affairs. So what I want you to take from this episode, first and foremost, is that the Quran is the key to everything in our life, and that the more we connect with it, the more we can benefit from it. Obviously, the less we need to rely on translations, the better. Because first, will waste less time and second the impact of reading it in arabic is much greater now even non-muslims are touched and impacted when hearing the quran even though they don't understand a thing this is why i truly believe that making arabic learning and teaching a priority in your home is so important so if you're looking to start teaching your child arabic or want to continue if you're already started but feel confused i am here to help you can book a private language coaching session so we can discuss your situation and create a tailored plan for you and your family. You'll find the link to book your session in the description below this episode, inshallah. I would like to end this episode with some du'as for our brothers and sisters in Palestine and around the world. 
اللهم أصلح أمة محمد اللهم فرج عن أمة محمد اللهم أرحم أمة محمد Oh Allah, improve the state of the Ummah of Muhammad. Oh Allah, grant ease to the Ummah of Muhammad. Oh Allah, have mercy on the Ummah of Muhammad. The following duas are from Yaqeen Institute and you can find the link to them in the description below, inshallah. Rabbana afraga alayhim sabran wa thabbat aqdamahum wansarhum ala alqawm alkafirin. Our Lord, show them with perseverance, make their steps firm, and give them victory over the disbelieving people. Rabbana atihim fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa qihim a'adhaab al-nar. O Lord, grant them the good in this world and the hereafter and protect them from the torment of the fire. Allahumma astir awratihim wa amin rawatihim wa hafidhum min bayna aydihim wa min khalfihim وعن أيمانهم وعن شمائلهم ومن فوقهم. Oh Allah, conceal their faults, calm their fears, and protect them from before them and behind them, from their right and from their left and from above them. اللهم منزل الكتاب سريع الحساب مجري السحاب هازم الأحزاب أهزمهم وزلزلهم وانصرنا عليهم. Oh Allah, the revealer of the holy book. and the swift in reckoning, and the mover of the clouds, and the defeater of the clans, defeat them, and shake them, and grant us victory over them. Allahumma arzuqhum sidqat tawakkuli alayka wa husnu dunni bika. O Allah, grant them true reliance upon you, and good thoughts about you. Ameen. Jazakumullah khairan for tuning in today. If you have any question or want to share your experience, please reach out to us at info at arabicnest.com or connect with us on Instagram at arabic underscore nest. If you enjoy our episodes, please take a minute to rate it as it helps in gaining visibility and do share it with friends and family so it can benefit them bi'ithnillah ta'ala. That's it for today. Until the next time, may Allah bless you and guide you on Arabic learning and teaching path. Assalamu alaikum.